today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and the CEO of Vacuman, who sponsors this wonderful program, uh, is with us once again. Hope you had a good week, Adam. How are things going? You know what? I'm doing pretty well, Bill, considering all the news that took place with uh, with small businesses. Uh, I am no exception to the, boy, this, is, uh, this has been a bit of a hang in there. We're going to get through it uh, adventure, to say the least. Well, I saw your stuff on Facebook about this, and uh, let, me, let me just put it this way. For people that haven't seen it, uh, you are not enamored of the idea of another lockdown. <laughs> that's, that's a well-put uh, explanation of it all. I don't, I don't think that's the correct. word you use, but uh, that's, that's the tone anyway. Well, you know, and I deal with a lot of small businesses, and as small business as we are, we're fortunate as an essential service to continue to, to be available to help. Uh, but my heart goes out to a lot of companies, a lot of uh, salons and otherwise that are trying very difficult to figure out what to do in this uh, in this environment, and I understand that there's a need for that. But uh, it's not been it's not been an easy uh, uh, d- direction that we've encountered over the last. And being a small business owner uh, has not been one of the, it's one of those choices. I know many people are looking at going. What was I thinking? What where, where was that <laughs> government application? I should have just filled that in instead of starting my own business. But anyway, we're going to get through it. It's going to be an adventurous couple weeks to get through it. We need to to buckle down and try to stay safe. So uh, on our side of Vacuman Furnace and Duct Cleaning, we are essential. And and if you are at home and you're working from home, it's probably a good time to get it done because who better to have a clean air environment than your house if you're going to be sitting at home? So this is a great time to give us a call. Well, and it's that time of year, too. Let's face it. I mean, a lot of people are figuring, okay, fine. It's almost time to get the air conditioning going as opposed to the furnace. And uh, you better get the ducts cleaned and and the filters all fixed up, too, uh, for the season. That's right. Yeah. Now's the time, especially the dryer vents. This is probably yeah. a time if you haven't had it done. In fact, just to be, uh, uh, about two weeks ago, if I haven't mentioned this before, Bill, but we just did a house, uh, that, uh, on Lock Street in Hamilton and they had a dryer vent fire and it's a devastating with the damage it caused. And, uh, everyone in the neighborhood, obviously you, you don't really realize it until it happens, unfortunately, to you, but around you. Um, and this is actually a number one cause of where home fires take place. So it's also a great time. Now that it's warm, it's very it's important that you should clean your dryer vent from the back of the dryer, but you also should be able to clean the vent from the outside as well. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah, they can call a vacuum man and get all the details on that. I remember... Back when I was a little boy, uh, anytime we were doing some work in the backyard and they finally, you know, my parents coerced me to say, okay, you got to help in the garden. And you start digging holes to pot the, you know, to plant all the, the stuff that they want to get done here. And you always used to say, boy, I keep digging. I'm going to get all the way down to China. Uh, apparently there's an app for that now. <laughs> That's a great, great way to put that as well, Bill. Yes, absolutely. This is this is pretty cool. I mean, we're talking about augmented reality and virtual reality yeah. uh, on many sessions of Tech Talk here. This one's actually a great little plug-in, uh, and if you're interested in it, it, it's a great feature that you can uh, find available on the Google App Store. And what we can do is is when you do actually uh, download it, it's called Floosh. Uh, and a weird name, I know, Floosh, but Google named this Floosh, and, and what it does is you, you turn it on, and it makes your phone into a camera like it normally would. Well, you mm-hmm. point it at the ground. Wherever you are, you point it at the ground, and Google can instantly determine where you are with GPS settings, look directly through the earth, and it creates almost like a, a turbine, like almost like a little tornado. It's a little animation, um, and it will open up a portal as if you're looking directly through the earth to the other side of the planet, and it's 
fairly accurate. It will give you a percent, a, a very clear indication of if you were to fall through a hole, go to the other side of the planet, and it would show you. Not only does it show you where on the other side of the planet it would be, you can click a button and it takes you to Google Earth where you can then go directly to that destination. So uh, your, your, your comment of, yeah, digging in and saying, hey, you're going to dig yourself to China. Well, now you can just get an app on Google, uh, turn it on, and it will bring open that portal that will give you that perspective of looking at the other side of the planet. And save you all that hassle from doing all the digging. Great idea. Super stuff. <laughs> Speaking of AR, Samsung's got something going, too. This is amazing. Bill, this is like one of those things. I talk about a lot of cool things with tech, and I'm not going to deny some of the things are earth-shattering. We're talking blood pressure, snoring machines, uh, you know, perspiration improvements when it comes to tech. But this one, this is really setting it because we've all been there. You forgot where you put your keys. You thought you remember where you put your purse. You can't remember where your wallet is. And we saw some technology a few weeks or a few months back, and there has been tile. And that would be able to synchronize with your phone. And, and then when you turn it on, it gives a beeping sound. Remember those days, Bill? It seemed like it was mm -hmm. yesterday. You, know? you, you would sit there, and you'd have to follow the beeping, and it would almost be like the game hot and cold. Cold, cold, hot, hot, hot. And then you would sort of look for the device under the leaves if you fell or, or it fell out of your pocket on a hike or whatever. This is the new Samsung product that is, it's, it's a tag. It's called the smart tag. And what it does is you sync it with your phone. And when you forget or can't find your item, this following uh, the augmented reality is, again, you open the app, you look through your phone as if you're taking a photo, and it will, it will show you through augmented reality, like little animations through the camera, and it will like almost think of it as an arrow pointing down going, hey, silly, it's right here, okay? Don't know why you can't remember where it was, but this is where it is today. So it's a, it's a great visual versus beeping and searching because you still have to think and you have to use your brain when it comes down to actually listening to the old version of how, how, to, how to find your keys. This one gives you a visual perspective. Uh, it's the Samsung's new smart tag. Now, I'm going to also uh, preface this with they're not cheap. These are uh, $40 U.S., so a what, $70 Canadian probably, um, yeah. per tag. So, But uh, if you're tired of listening or trying to find out where they're located, it also uses a very, very unique technology that also will not die. The battery on it has pretty much a seven-year lifespan. So you're paying for, obviously, longevity. You're paying for the ability to visually see where you lost items. But you're going to get your, you're going to get your money's worth out of it. Yeah, it's actually, when you look at it from that standpoint, it's a good investment. I mean, it may sound initially like a lot of money, but look at all the grief it's going to you know, eliminate. Absolutely. I mean, I can't begin to tell you how many times you're about to, we're about to walk out the door. Michelle and I are like, okay, let's go. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, where's my keys? Oh, okay. I, I thought I put the, you know, you're looking, you're trying to find, we use the tile. We've had the tile before and then the battery died. They're like the uh, lithium, uh, lithium ion uh, batteries that, uh, you know, they, they last, you get about a year out of them. Um, but unfortunately they don't, when they do die, um, it's a little too late because you're still looking for your keys. So this is a great, interesting perspective of where we're seeing new technology come out. And of course, um, you know, I, we used to say as it gets more popular, it's going to get cheaper. I don't think that's going to be the case. And I'll get into that shortly down the line here.
Okay, let's talk about Facebook, because they've had some problems over the last little while, and they are, to their credit, I guess, trying to endeavor to, to add some credibility to the people that post or comment on post there. What's, what's the latest there? Well, yes, as we talked in Tech Talk before, we've been describing how Facebook is, you know, claiming that they are going to now help publishers. And we'll, I'll be bringing up a little more on that as more information comes forward with respect to Facebook supporting our publishers and journalists uh, across the country. However, Facebook is now creating a credibility check. And we've seen them do it before. Um, this is probably more so back when Trump was the president and, uh, and he would, you know, randomly comment on things or statements that were maybe, are they real? Are they not real? Uh, you know, and it was a questionable. And, he, and they had tags. They would actually put up this might be false information. Well, Facebook is upping their game when it comes to false or uh, indicating what information is real, credible, or satire. So uh, there's going to be new tags. You might be looking at posts um, that are being shared on the Internet through social media, and you may be looking at it, asking yourself, is that real? Or I've had many times people comment or I'll see people commenting on things, and I'm like, no, that's why, – why would you – it's called the onion. Why would you think anything positive is coming from – or credible is coming from something called an onion? So uh, people do – you know, it can be misconstrued. So they're going to label on Facebook posts – uh, that's going to be public official, which means that it's got a, uh, a government of Ontario, a, a recognized, credible source of being uh, shared. A fan page, which is more like a group community setting. When you post something, it will indicate that this is more of a collaborative thought. It's an opinion. There's something of more of a, a community group, more than it is a credible fact base. And then there's the satire, which is just sit back and enjoy the ride. It's not going to be, there's no, nothing of real truth behind this label. It's just to give you a bit of a entertainment in news, so to speak. So kind of like what we used to expect out of the Inquirer magazine, if everyone remembers getting, a, getting that newspaper. That's going to be somewhat of a similar element of how they're going to be uh, categorizing and creating these silos of how to indicate what post is real, which is satire, or what is like a community shared comment. Interesting stuff. Uh, and anyway, let's see how Facebook does it. More importantly, how it's going to be received. Hey, I got to ask you about what's going on with uh, with the electric cars. I mean, there seems to be a new a angle and a new twist to this uh, almost every week. Uh, earlier in the week, of course, our, our listeners know we talked about uh, Frank Stronach, uh, the guy from Magna International, of course, uh, who says uh, he uh, is developing an electric car. It's, it's tiny. Uh, you, I'm sure you've seen the, the prototype, mm -hmm. the pictures of it. Anyway, it's only as wide as a doorway. It's a one-person vehicle, uh, and uh, obviously the battery's not going to be that big, but he thinks everybody's going to jump all over this. Not so sure that's the case. But everybody else is getting into this, and Ford's got some announcements about this, too. Well, Ford is, and I'm excited about Ford. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a Ford passionate guy, you know, as an Oldfield, my, you know, the great, great grandfather of the supercar, Barney Oldfield, fastest man in, in, uh, in North America at one point. We're big Ford family. And I have to say that, you know, when they announced not long ago that Ford was coming out with the new mock E version, which is more or less the Mustang, the Mach E. Um, oh yeah, I, mem I remember the Mach Two way back in the day. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, the, you remember the, the Mustang Mach Two? That was a Absolutely. that was a great car. It was a big muscle car. It was a fabulous car. It had, had tons of horsepower. Like we're and yeah. this 
this is a new range of what we're expecting. So Ford Mustangs are coming out, as many vehicles are, and Ford is really setting the ground when I say they're really jumping into it. I mean, you know, General Motors is coming out. We talked about the Hummer has got an e-version. In fact, uh, I'm going to give General Motors a couple little plugs. They've got the Silverados coming out with the electric car. But this one, I'm going to bring it back to Ford for a moment. Uh, anyone who bought the original version, the first rollout of the Mach-E vehicles, uh, beautiful car. They are completely loaded. However, um, a lot of the Mach-E owners are discovering that, well, they've got themselves a big electric brick. Uh, the Mach-E is unfortunately, even though it's got a full charge, this is not necessarily I drain the battery by going down the quarter mile. This is a, uh, the Ford Mustang E, the electric vehicles are the one I'm referring to, have a malfunction. And apparently it's a computer malfunction. And that malfunction is unfortunately taking the starter and uh, more or less drawing a lot of the battery power that makes the car go and run everything else in it. Um, it's a computer glitch. So this is another element of where Tech Talk is now in the vehicle stage because pretty much most vehicles moving forward are 100% a computer. And as such, it has a bug in it. And that bug is unfortunately turning a lot of Ford Mustangs into electric uh, paperweight holders on a very massive scale. <laughs> Money well spent. That's good. Uh, what's going on with Google Maps? Obviously, what these guys are trying to do is incorporate the, the technology uh, into what we're concerned about these days with COVID, if you're going to be traveling. How, what's the latest on that? Well, we're going to see this with a lot. I, in fact, it's funny, a lot of people I'm talking to, as the vaccinations are rolling out, and I, I heard on CHML earlier that there was discussions on sort of how the vaccination is starting to get into a lot of people's arms, we're going to be, and we are itching. As Canadians, we've been uh, isolated in North America and Canada specifically. Um, you know, and I, I look back at history and I think to myself, you know, who was it in our forefathers that thought Alaska was a great deal to sell? Why could we not have traded Florida? But at the end of the day, it is what it is, and we want to get out we want to travel we want to get on cruise ships we want to go to islands and of course it's not going to happen very quickly but if you're going to be traveling expedia google maps all these travel programs you're going to be very much inclined to keep an eye on these new travel if you are thinking about like i want to get away i want to one day travel uh they're giving very clear details of the covid rules around the world then these covid rules like canada uh alter depending on where you're going so if you are you can still travel i want to i want to preface that again but there are very much uh specifications of what mm -hmm. is it like if you land in an airport like canada there's a, a set of rules well expedia google maps are now giving you all the details particularly as to what you need to do how to prepare how to get yourself ready uh so as you go to book now it's not just how uh how long can i go how much does it cost and what are the features and benefits do i get it's going to be here's what you need to know about quarantine here's what you need to know about covid here's what you need to know about testing okay now you can plan your trip so get ready that's going to be the norm, by the way, Bill. That's not something that's sort of a small term. This is probably uh, an element we're going to have to add a new feature to all of our booking for vacations moving forward. Yeah, for the, as long as we can see into the future anyway. Listen, we're almost out of time, but I've got to ask you about this uh, the story. You've talked about 3D printing on the program before, too. Uh, there's a project in Southern California. This is just amazing. An entire community. And when we say an entire community, think of it as a subdivision. Of, of an area has been completely uh, done by 3D printing. The homes are much more advanced. 
uh, when it comes to being several features. One, fire uh, resistant, water resistant, termite proof, and they've been printed with concrete material uh, that is less wasteful and sustainable um, for building, obviously, a community and a home. Um, this is all, all this energy development. We've been talking about how we need to be more, uh, you know, proactive when it comes to climate change and otherwise. This is an amazing element that actually created 3D printed homes um, in all of its glory, meaning, yes, but what does it do in the case of breakdown? What does it do as far as the environment? Um, this is pretty, uh, I would say, earth shattering uh, from a degree that the new future of communities aren't going to be uh, specifically big concrete trucks and steel slabs it's going to be one big machine pulled in with a 3d printer pre-printing the foundation uh pre-printing the walls um obviously the windows and otherwise are elements that can be applied later but this even includes right up to the solar panels itself bill pipes walls all of it and this was done this is not something that could happen it's not something that you know one day could be a future of where we are this was actually set up in southern california with an entire community that was printed by 3d printing just a statement of where the future is headed exactly this is tech talk we do this every friday at eleven thirty-five. brought to you by vacuum man adam oldfield have yourself a great week we'll talk to you next friday thanks bill have a great weekend the Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.